Andrew. It's a special one today, isn't it, bro? Dan. Episode 11. Guest. Episode 11, we've got a special guest in the house. What's your mm. name, bro? Morgan C. Tree. Morgan C. Tree. <laughs> so we are El Papi. El Papi. Uh, we're very blessed to have Morgan here today. I just want to start off by saying, mate, I think you're a really nice lad. <laughs> really nice guy, isn't <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I mean, he's known me about, for, what now, five, six years? Fucking time. Six years. I was thinking it? about, obviously, today's uh, today's thing, and one thing that keeps coming back to me is that you're a really nice lad. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> We've known each other for a long time now, and I feel like, I feel like I'm a really proud dad. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> big up, big bri. Yeah, big up, bri. And the reason is, is because Morgan's reaching unbelievable levels with his music, and I think we very really, early on as very well. Very early on, and we've really enjoyed watching you uh, watching you grow from doing this whole thing. So we want to share Morgan's story a little bit because he's he's a good friend, and um, we want to make sure that we express ourselves correctly. Hundred percent. Let's get stuck in. Morgan, do you want to tell us about yourself, Paul? And tell us where you, where, where it all well, started, started for you, you, Paul. You was in the Shrem Factory early doors with your yeah. dad, weren't you? Where was you at with your music? That yeah. early doors. Talk to me about them. Yeah, but to be fair, I remember because like we've done some, like even when we did like the strength factory parties, hybrid parties, yeah. I was like bringing the decks, DJing on them ones. But like at that time, that was even before I started doing like my own parties and stuff, wasn't it? Like, yeah. yeah. I think at that time I was making music, DJing, and then I wasn't like, getting booked anywhere. And then that's when like I was, we was training there before the hybrid even opened when I was coming dad because we came like. Oh, what, was it like 15 20, or something? 2015 or something. I think my dad was on holiday and he found it on some powerlifting site. <laughs> he, was like, he, was like, he was like, we went to some of the gym, he was like, right, we're coming here, we're going to do the proper lifts, <laughs> I found this place, and then we just come. And that's how it's... That's how we used to come. rock up with sleeves on, yeah. ready to go. Like, yeah, but you took your training really seriously, and yeah. so did your dad, didn't he? He took it very, very seriously, and we was buzzing. Gum shield was in, wasn't it? Yeah, the lot. Locked in. Because <laughs> I, I remember us sitting down and doing a little bit of planning and stuff. This is what we do with your squat, this is what we do with your bench, and dead yeah. I remember that so at that time you was literally just doing bits of stuff yeah like I've been doing it for a few years but I wasn't like like I was posting stuff online and stuff but I wasn't getting booked at any parties I wasn't doing my own parties so I was literally just making music and like DJing having fun with it bedroom DJ one of those yeah, yeah just yeah. having fun with it posting stuff on Instagram uh, TikTok wasn't even about then yeah and then I remember, really in, like I remember him coming in with his dad, me, and he's like skulking in with the little skin fade and that. <laughs> and then he'd hear some whatever tunes we've got, he'd be like, bad boy, you know. And then he, but then all of a sudden he started turning into like, he'll put the tunes on with one thing. Yeah, yeah. go and put a mix on now, lad, and fucking yeah. box it off for us because we've had the same mix on for the last yeah. two weeks. Yeah. And then I was making out. mixes just to put on in here, wasn't yeah. it? Because you should have been hammering the same mixes yeah. for ages. But yeah, that's like, well, that was for 2015, so like that was probably. I've probably been doing it like two years then because I started it in school but I wasn't making any tunes yeah. and then like I remember when I first started doing a couple parties that was before I started doing Fussy it was like a little mess around one and then that was like that basically the reason to do that was because I wasn't getting booked anywhere so I was like I need to put Fuck something it, I'll do it myself I need yeah. to put something on and like yeah, yeah. And, and then learn it that way and then yeah. That was a mad little party, that one at the Unfortunate because all basically the whole gym members gym turned members up as well. Up. Everyone rocked up, but he was just like yeah. buzzing. It was a good day though, wasn't it? It was like <laughs> funny. And since then it's just flown. It's just mad now. So recently you've just done a warehouse, which again, this is something that I was thinking about as well, and what I like about Morgan here is like you're about your people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like the guy knows where he's from, you know where you're from, and you really appreciate your people that show up. I think that's a massive thing. In anything though, like I think even in your side of things, like yeah, 
like to, like I think that they're the people. I think the people who've like because you do some like warehouse, there's like ten thousand people there, but you've got like the people who come to all your stuff who've seen that progress leading up to that big show. So they come and they feel like they've been a part of it from the start. The journey as well. The journey, yeah. and then obviously then the, then you're in there, and then they're stood in the crowd with people who don't know you, and they they're like, oh, it's going off. Yeah, and they're like, they're like, yeah. exactly. It's, it's, the OG one to me. It's yeah. just like that though. It's just the cycle of like you got to do. It all builds up to them big shows, and then like that's the ex- you're doing it to get on that platform and do what you do anyway, what you've done in every set, but just do it on a bigger scale. Yeah, do you reckon you'll get ever sick of that feeling? So like, no. say when you come out of warehouse, obviously you've done sh- your own shows in the past, but then warehouse is the one. It's like yeah, I'm at warehouse. So yeah, that's nice. the difference. Yeah. Do you reckon you'll get sick of that feeling of coming no. out? It's mad. It's so hard to describe. It's like it's the adrenaline's crazy. Like you shit yourself or not? I did before it. Yeah. As soon as you jump, <laughs> as soon as you jump on, though, I'm all right. It's, it's just a. Yeah. It's like the pre-anticipation of something you've not done before. Like I don't get nervous now for many other gigs. But like, cause that one was a big one. But now I've done that. I think next time I won't be as nervous. But well, as soon as I jump on and start playing, I'm fine. Just gone straight. Yeah, away. Just any, like in the zone. Any doubts, yeah, just gone. In, not, yeah, in the zone. Yeah. yeah. What are your biggest? What are your biggest worries? I could only imagine. Mine's for if the music me. goes off. <laughs> yeah, nah. There's, there's it two. just goes off, and I was like, ah, what the fuck? It's happened. Happened. Shit. Nah, there's two. So there's one. The, the first, like every DJ's first time, is you put USB in, and like if you when you sort your tunes out, if you don't eject it from your computer, it corrupts the USB. So like you think everything's fine, you put it in the deck and it says like not low, not not recognised because you've not ejected it properly on your laptop. And if you do that, you, if you, I bring like four spares anyway. But if you do that, you fuck it's game over. It's game over. You got nothing. If you though. have one USB and it done load, you're done. I don't know what you do. Does anyone do that? I don't know why that takes spares. Does anyone risk that? I don't know. I just take spares. That, so there's that, and then the other one, and I did it at Mintfest last year. So it's like when you're playing and you've got like a track playing on that deck and the track that you gonna mix in on the other day. When you like vibing and dancing around and that, I was like, ah, this track was playing, and then I thought that this track that was playing was the one I was mixing in. Press that, and it stopped the track that was playing, and it was a massive tune and everyone's like, so then I just turn around playing the sound guy. Like, Fucking play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, got like, what's going on? It's a power cut, so knowing like trying to sort out rapid. Fingers moving like, <laughs> yeah. Fucking prick. Sound guy's like, nothing to my mind. Yeah, you just gotta blend it. That's but, class. But most times you do that, if you just like, it's when you- How look, common is that? It happens. And do we just it's never see it? Yeah, people happen- block it, like blend it out. So I don't it goes. think you notice in a crowd anyway. Like yeah. you don't know what the, you don't, you can't see what I'm doing. You just think like someone's gone on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, it could be anything. It could be a technical difficulty. Where do you reckon this kind of passion came from? So obviously music. You've always been into music. You've always had like a. I know you mentioned your mum's quite big into tunes as well. Yeah. Like where's the main passion come from and drive? It's from it like from from doing that like first event at Park Life, like because we went when. You didn't have to be 18, you could go when you was in school. I think you, had right. to, you could be 16, but you had to be with someone who was 18. So we went, I went when I was in year 11, and like that was like my first ever event I went to. Yeah. And then went there, seen it all, I was like, yeah, how, how do I get there? I want to be there. How do you get in? And yeah. you soon realise that it's not as simple as just buying some decks and like doing it. It's like, <laughs> you've got to build a fan base. Like, and, that, and from there, it's been like an eight year journey to get from that to play in Warehouse and then hopefully part life next year. I'd say that's one of the big things we've seen with yourself. Obviously, people have seen it massively now. Like, you have got a fan base and you've got, like, a, a cult following of, like, a select people. This is what I mean. It's the, it's the man from the ends doing it in the yeah. ends. <laughs> what do you reckon's been the key thing behind that, the key driver? Being, like, personal online, I think. Being relatable, like, just, I don't know. Like, I don't, I, I think I'm just, like, even when it's things like sh- cooking on, like, on my stories yeah, or, them, or like, when I'm doing speaking Come to people. On the, <laughs> Come on now. Come on, G. Come on now. Speaking to people on the camera, like, you you want to 
I don't know, it's, it's not like a PR page, like someone's like, hi, I'm playing here this weekend. Like I always say to you, to be, I want more cooking stuff. I know, I, I want need more, to start more, more humour, more little, comedy with it. Yeah, I'm going to start a little, like, throwing a little cooking session on TikTok. It's true, because there's certain, like, DJs and certain artists that you definitely follow and watch more because they've got more about them than just playing tunes or being absolutely mangled on a video when, yeah. when you see them on, on Insta and stuff like that. If they've got a personality, like, fish, all the fish, fuck me. People only watch him because he's fucking... He's funny. He's mad as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Like, but it works, doesn't it? That's the key thing. When you, when you was getting into this, the journey that you thought you was going to take, is it different to the one you've took? As in, what has it took you to get to this point now to playing in warehouse? Like, it's obviously not plain sailing. It's obviously not a smooth road, just like any business, just like anything to try and make it. What are the big obstacles that you've overcome to get to this point now? Obviously, you've, you spend hours and hours and hours doing this thing. Is there anything that sticks out in your mind where you thought, shit, I didn't think that this would be this thing in this industry. I didn't think that would happen along the way, or I didn't think that would happen along yeah, the way. Yeah, like, I think I think you realise, so, like, at first I was like, you realise that you've got to make music to, like, get butts on these parties. So, like, for example, anyone can DJ, but then I always reference it to, like, if you go and see Ed Sheeran in a concert, you're seeing Ed Sheeran, not because he can play the guitar, because you know his music that he's made. He's released a song, you love that song, you want to go and see him perform that song. And his lyrics. And all his other songs, Coldplay, anyone that you like, you want to go and see them play their songs. And they've that's how you build a fan base, because music travels, if you put music out, it goes globally. Yeah. And that's how you build a fan base. Like, you don't see someone in America thinking, oh, he's a good DJ, I want to go and see him, I'll fly from America. Yeah. No, they do that because they've got your music and that's then created a memory for them. So, like, early on, I was like, right, I need to just put DJing to one side and just focus, learn how to make music, invest in that, put all my money and time into it. And then obviously it's like, when you first learn, it's so daunting. And then just hours on YouTube learning. And then just from there, you get you get better at it. And then... I think that's the mad thing there. It's like the discipline then. though. You spend like... your own time on top of doing your job as well. Yeah, it's not you working you're... full time only until yeah. Until September, yeah. Like, that was, but then that's also the discipline side of things. Like, obviously I've come here for so long, but then I've gone through phases where like, when the mute, when I was like, and any time I've got is on the music now. Yeah. And like I'm not really one who could get up at six and come in here. Four thirty. Four thirty. But like that's what I mean. So then it's like it was like a it's like a decision in you know what what is your number one thing that you want in life yeah. and how are you going to get there? But then now now that I've left work, I've been coming in all the time. Yeah, yeah. Now in the, so because because my routine's different, so yeah, like yeah. I can come in when I want at like say ten a.m. train and then I start my day making music in the afternoon. She's like, what, how have you noticed it then, transition wise? So you've, you've left your oh, job really? now, you're full time. <laughs> how many more tunes have you made because of it? Oh, tons. Like, we, yeah. We've just spoke about creative space on a, on a box chat. Like, and Andy does his certain thing where he'll go to like a coffee shop and he'll get away from everything. I'll go for a run, I'll do what I want to do there. Yeah. What do you do to get in your best kind of mental state to make tunes? Because you make a lot. Yeah, like, so, like, one of them's, I, I, I listen to a lot of, like, there's a lot of DJs who do podcasts, so they get other DJs on. Yeah. So like my routine now like looks like I'll get up and then when I'm walking the dog, I'll have one of these podcasts on. So it's like I'm, but it's all they're talking about like struggles that they've had or things that they've when they've been touring and stuff. So you like I'm learning loads of bits from people who've been doing it for years, and then coming then like found now like coming in. It, it also it depends how busy I'm with a schedule because like when I'm when you're traveling a lot, it's just. The motivations, yeah. like even to make music, you just want to get back and rest because you most times the sets are like dead late at night, yeah. And then obviously, you've got the travel on top of it. So then, when you come back and you've got to say Monday, Tuesday off, just need that private jet, bro. Yeah, when you're making music, do you think about what the next trend is going to be? Because I always see a lot of people 
in any business, they're trying to figure out what's going to be the next hottest thing. Or That's how you fail, though, I think. 100%. If, if, or you just make music that you enjoy. Yeah, no, you've got, you can't, like, you've got to make the music that comes from, like, from your heart, like, because all these artists that blow up quick, they fall a lot quicker yeah. than they've blown up. So if, you're, if you create your own thing that no one's doing, that is your thing. That's your own so like, That's, that's, your own that's why you build, yeah, people, because then you've got like, people can try and be that sound, but they're never going to be the original person who's done that sound. So like, say someone wanted to start making my style, or they wanted to start a party in Manchester, for example, people are going to come to them fussy if it's the same music, because that's the one that's been started first. That's yeah, the one that's yeah, been yeah, like, yeah. Credit, you know, credited in yeah. there and stuff. So like, and also it's like with, like making tunes, I feel like you can't, I don't know with me, but like, I don't get passionate. If, if I'm not dancing around my room and I'm making it, I don't, I know, it's, I know it's not the one. So like, <laughs> you'll go in some days and all the best tunes are always made in 90 minutes, two hours. The ones where you're not thinking, you just, cause it's you're just, not, yeah, if you're spending half an hour thinking, rapid. trying to pick a sound, it's not the right sound. Do you know what I mean? It's not. Do you take inspiration from other DJs? Do you take so, any inspiration yeah, from any I'm other like, DJs? What are your influences in music? Like a lot of the old '90s stuff, like that's the, when you're making music. Like that's what you listening to music is what gets you motivated yeah, sure. to make it. Because otherwise, it's like you go in there, like, oh, well, what am I going to make today? You don't make anything. Just start messing about on a fucking. <laughs> yeah, like listen sounds, to a yeah. tune that you like and just say, right, I'll just try and make something on that vibe. It, like never ends up, it never ends up being like that vibe though. <laughs> yeah. What would you What would you say are the very very good parts to being a DJ so far? Because we know you're going to make it much further. What are the really good parts of it so stage. far? Yeah. In this early stage that you're really enjoying and what are the parts, not that you dislike, because we know that there's always a little bit of stuff we have to get through to make it right, but what are the parts that you least enjoy compared to the ones that you do? I think like the, the ones that I least enjoy, I'd definitely say like the, the travel to like, the sh depending on what the schedule is like, the travel to the shows, you're just like, oh, I can't really be able to do it. But then when she gets to the show, it's like, right. Because like, like if you go to them, and like you've done a show before it, or you go in that show, everyone's off their heads. Everyone's, you know, you're just coming in to play your set. You've got to get yourself on that energy because they're coming up to you like with that energy. Of course. And you like you need to, you've got to be like, you know, as soon as you walk in there, you've got to get yourself into that vibe. You do do every time, don't you? You can see yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But like that's one but thing that, that I started. Just, that's because you love the music though. That's because yeah, exactly. you're in the groove of what you're like doing. That's like one thing it? that I've like really put into play. Now it's, now it's like my job just doing it completely sober, like when I'm playing because it's like, I perform better and I actually enjoy it more. And yeah. the only thing that makes that harder is obviously like if you are tired, but then that's where you get into a slippery slope. You see a lot of people because like the touring, use drugs to get the touring into loads, and then they need yeah they need they that need something to go. But I don't need that. Like I don't need any of that to like perform and and do that. Like that. that's the best side of it. Like you know performing and just making memories for people because the adrenaline's mad. That's so when you jump up and like you just everyone's going for it and you're creating the moment for them. Yeah. And you know that like you're gonna bring this track in, and everyone's just gonna is lose the memory that they're gonna. And that, like yeah, that... so like, I remember going to raves and like it's like seeing eats everything, and he played this track, and that's what made me want to do a DJ. So I'm like, if I'm playing this now, yeah. could be someone in there who wants to be a DJ, and I've done this moment for them, and that's inspired them. How much do crowd watch when you're on? Do, do you actually really, watch, nah, do you watch nah. people or not? And I, or do you not, try and avoid it? Nah, I, I interact with people, but I don't like taking what they're doing. Like watching certain ends. Nah, it's like Haley will be watching them though, and like taking videos of them, like some guy like. <laughs> We was in one of them and he was like doing, he was like, yeah, I think he had like a banana or something. <laughs> and, she, and she like filmed him and we put Bobby's it on his band. Yeah, he was like that. And he was just like doing some weird dance move and he was just there at the side filming. But I didn't notice him when I was playing. That's class. That's like class. zooming in on him or like they'll get the Snapchat up with the phone, like saying like, put this on or like with my name. No. Like, no. Yeah, but, so, but then you can film it and whack it on TikTok. It's sick. Yeah. 
fucking imagine asking you for a song halfway through a set there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's usually song. one of my ones though. Like they'll right, say like, right, put yeah. one of my put, yeah. play this on. It's coming on the end, man. I've got it's all planned, mate. Don't worry. It's all planned. What's like the pinnacle? What is the ultimate goal that you've ever dreamt of? Like, what is the set? What is the place? Tell me about like the absolute. Once you've done this, you've made it. What's making it? I don't know. Like for me, and then let's work back. What What's coming before it? Do you know what I mean? What What well, do you want to see? What's over the ultimate? The next what's well, like I don't know because the ultimate for everyone's different. So like, you'd look at say a Creamfields, and like on paper that is a much bigger gig than doing a part life. Mm. But then it's about like the sentimental thing behind doing a part life for me is like, that's the one that got me started into it. So like Warehouse was unreal, unbelievable. But like, that wasn't the thing that actually got me into it. It was going to part life. Yeah, yeah, and, obviously, and obviously the Warehouse has come after that and they still inspired me. So like, if I got a part life next year, I'm like, for me, now once I've done that, I'm like, right. Yeah. But then from there, your goals will change. Cause then you're like, right, I, want, I might want to do a Glastonbury. Or I might want to go IB for and like do Amnesia or these clubs. Mm. But like I think like for a sentimental one it'd be part of life and then after that it'd be like right well what's next so, you know but like because you've done that and then you feel like you're like right you, uh, once I've done that I'll be able to reevaluate my goals I'll be like what's yeah. next yeah there's always gonna, thing is, is it, there's always something next isn't there yeah yeah there's always gonna be honest, bigger and better. there there definitely is do you ever want your own aspirations obviously you've signed with Trick now yeah yeah working with Patrick Topper and stuff which is massive isn't it yeah. Tell me Have a bit. Tell, sorry. Go into that story. Tell me a bit about that because you seem like you're on a proper vibe with him. Yeah. Like you seem like you. How did it all come about? He seems like he's one of the boys. Like he yeah, seems he's really sick, down. Yeah, he's like. Well, I kind of spammed him really. So like, <laughs> and like basically, he's so hard to get hold of. So like, when I was like, sending him tunes, he wasn't seeing them because he's just busy as like anything. And I was like, right, I need to think outside the box. What I'm gonna do? So I was like, right, I'll put like these tunes on, and then if you. If you basically get people to tag him in the comments of the post, it comes up on his feed rather than going to like his request because it's like people are tagging him so it'll come up on like his main feed and yeah. his Instagram. So then I was like, right, sweet, everyone, if you like these tunes, tag Patrick, tag Trick, about 150 people tagged him. And then he's seen it from there, followed me, and then he's just like, right, uh, here's my number. Slow, just fake. Yeah, he's just like, here's, here's, because he's like, right, it's obviously <clears> the tunes are good. He's on the vibe that I'm at. He's obviously, he's passionate about what he does. Give me his number and then I'll just speak to him all the, all time. the time. And then obviously from there, it like led to getting, like went out. So I see, seen him in Ibiza, went to DC 10 with him um, and then played my track there. And then yep. from there, we was like talking and then sending him loads of stuff. And then that's led to releasing on Trick and he got me on Warehouse Project. That's and, class. It's but so then, like, he's kind of done what he needs to, like what what he does like he doesn't need to do that but he gets a buzz now because he's done everything he needs to do he gets his buzz he's now he's ticked all the boxes he, now he, he's his buzz now is give, giving, giving, people, you a yes. giving people these moments yeah, that he yeah, got yeah, given course, course. so like he knows that like, he doesn't he don't need to prove anything he still sells out his tickets you know he's still he's still relevant he's still he smashing. could just take your tracks if he wanted to say nice one yeah exactly yeah, but yeah. he doesn't because he, yeah. he's looking for the next wave as well because if, if he brings people like me through you know he's then building his stuff as well with the people he's bringing through you McVicker mm. Ben Emsley Hannah Lang all them he's brought all them through and look what they're doing now so that's, that's it's sick though because that's what yeah. you want to, like he's been given that of Jamie Jones so he, that's yeah. why he does it because he's like he got given that chance yeah just, just give people so a chance yeah that's is it. it common like obviously no nah, he's honestly like the, I'd how say many people he's the only one it? now who does it in the industry it's mad why do you reckon that is is I it fear know. or what I don't know I think yeah I think it's fear of obviously I think there's a bit of like yeah like a bit of ego that comes with it potentially like 
I see like Paradise parties and, that and stuff now. You know, they don't really. Everyone on them lineups are established names, like really established. Names. It used names. to be that you're like you release on Hot Creations and you'll get put on a Paradise party, like Patrick did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now it's like Trick is the really the only one where he'll put people who've released on his label on early doors who aren't really established. Still get, up and coming because he knows he can like sell ten thousand tickets. So that's all the warehouse projects are only bothered if he can sell out the venue, which he can course, on his course, own name. So if he could do that, and he say, well, you so know, he could do it if he went all night long. Yeah, like he's gonna sell anyway. So he's gonna yeah, sell, yeah, yeah, so yeah. then he can just and so he can say, right, I want this, this, and this person on. Do it, make it happen. And then obviously, then when you play on that, it then opens up the doors for me. Like after doing that, it's like next year, I've done that, proved it, and then now next year I probably do stuff as, uh, with Trick and without Trick from yeah. doing that show. It's mad. It's class that. What would you What would you say for the people that are watching now, young lads or young girls now? When you was at 2015 in the Strand Factory, what would you say to the young generation now? What do they need to do to get in your position right now? What's it took you to get in this position? You've spoke about hours, learning on YouTube, etc. What do the youngsters need to do now to get into your position? I think it's changed as well now. So like, really, if you, you could, you've got to learn how to make music. So you've got to invest in that side of things. There's like YouTube courses and stuff. But like, if you can DJ, just all you need to do is learn how to make music post clips online, especially with a platform like TikTok now, you utilize those platforms and then post clips online. And then like, you see like that Prada tune, that's a guy, guy called Casso. Mm. He's in uni in Swansea six months ago doing a medical degree or something mad like that. And then he- Just playing around with this on the side. Playing on the side hobby, posted that clip of Prada on TikTok, went viral, ministry signed it. Now he's quit, he's, he just dropped out of uni. Now he's just touring all over. Cause it's like, it's mad. It's like, it's a little bit different to when I started doing it because there wasn't any- Get that tune up. There wasn't any TikTok. <laughs> yeah. He's had like, well, it was D. But Europe. They managed to ministry cleared it for him. And um, mad segue. Medical school is now going to touring. Was it this one? You know, it's, wait. we had a baby. <laughs> Medical school straight was to it, that. Mad. This is the point. It's mad in it. So like, he's still an editor this tune. So this is a D. But Europe and Ray D tune. Um, and. He done an edit of it, went viral, and then Ministry just got in touch with them, cleared it with them, said, right, do you want to make an official release? And now it's had 282 million streams. It's, and he's, this, 20, he's 21. This this is the thing now, the opportunities now are absolutely crazy. You just got to go and get it, and just like, I think it's it's like, yeah, it's going, just going out, not being bothered about, I used to be bothered about what other people who knew me. When you're posting videos on yourself speaking, angry, you're only bothered it. about Initially, what, yeah, but you're only bothered about what yeah. people who know you think, but people who look at your page who don't know you, they just see you as a, a, a musician doing what or, doing. or somebody who's doing their thing. So you're only bothered about these 10, 15 people you went to school with who were just sat in an office job, you know, getting told well, what to do. They give you shit regardless. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but that's we, because- We know that. Yeah, but I just thought, uh, it's funny because like there's, there's people now like who, so like from people I went to school with and stuff, they all, 100% all of them see what I post, but the select ones who just, ne they'll never like it, they'll never show anything, it's because they're all insecure about, oh, he said, he's, he's, said he's been gonna do this thing, he's actually gonna done this thing, and now they're oh, like, oh shit. What, what I done? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. All like at the time, it's like, do, did I wish I would've just gone and gone and put myself out there and done it and stuck with it? Mate, fear of failure. This is just a quick pod podcast interruption announcement. Just to let you know, I've got a new tune coming out on the 2nd of February called Follow You. It's coming on Ministry of Sound. Make sure you stream it when it's out and you can pre-save it now. Thank you. Come on, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we're back in the groove. So we'll talk about fear of failure. We're going to segue, Andrew. It's Morgan. booty time. It's meal deal time. You've seen the tradition. You've seen some of the things that happen. Let's see what meal deal of choice. If you go to Boots, 
What did you go? Tesco. Tesco. We'll say supermarket meal deal. All supermarkets, you decide. <laughs> you get boots, you get Tesco, M&S's for the ballers. Ignore that. We want to see your meal deal of choice, please. Gaz from Redon was awful. Let's see if Morgan can redeem things. I'm going to start front. with the main event and my rationale behind it. I wanted that. Thanks. Starting with the one and only triple chicken. Oh, baby. Now, That's a decent the reason piece. behind this, and I always go for this, so, like, first things first, the chicken and the sweet corn. I like that moist, I like that mixture of like, I love Wet. a tuna, I love a tuna, it reminds me of a tuna sweet corn, so you get like a, the chicken, but it's the chicken, it's not. It's not I know what you're saying, do you I know, know what you mean? mean? I know what you mean. I like the, I like the triple, because I'm like, I always think normal sandwich two is not enough for me anyway. And then sometimes it's the stuffing one, I think this one, yes, yeah, so you've got the stuff, ch chicken stuffing in the middle. Which order do you eat them in? I do, I do it from left to right. Did you go through? Yeah, so I go, I go from the sweetest weird. Really? I'm like OCD. I, I go. I think I picked the middle one to clear I get the space. stuffing out the yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. nah, Stuffing's my least favourite, so I get it out of the way, I think. And then obviously chicken and bacon though. classic. And of course you're thinking about the protein content. because yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's chicken <laughs> and that. <laughs> yeah, you know, post-workout. Come on, baby. Post-workout. Um, crisps. <sighs> McCoy's Tyson yeah. chili chicken. Talk me through it. Really, I thought they were salt and vinegar. I could kind of see them through the bag, and I thought nah. salt and vinegar. So, a big like for me, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big McCoy's fan, and for the for me, these ones are a, a classic. What's the rationale, Morgan? <laughs> They're just banging. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Why McCoy's? There's a reason for McCoy's. Yeah, though. so the sturdy and the well seasoned. Very got sturdy. A crunch to them. <laughs> yeah, crunch. It's the crunch in it. And um, then obviously they've got that ridge. So if you did want to slide it in and press it down, good lad. Do you know what I'm saying? Proud of you. You've come through uh, with that. But You've obviously, we, you know, I, I do actually add a little extra protein hit with the hot pepperami. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is this before or after? Is this Very a little, I, I little dessert? That, I hit that first. Yeah. Oh dear, you go first. Like the what, yeah, so while I'm on the way back to the car, it doesn't make it. It is. Yeah. And then, 100% that is. And then, I, oh, it's that, or oh, sometimes the refrigerators, but I do prefer these. Pepperami's a solid shout, you know. And then Ribena Light. Yeah. Out there, I like that. Do you know what? This is a very good meal deal. That doesn't oh, make it to the car, you've eaten that on the way yeah, to the car. Yeah, that's done, so that's your meal deal there. I always that's do that very, in petrol station, mate. I grab something and always scran it before I even get going. 100%. Pain in the arse. 100%, very good. You've actually done really well. On the way home, that's tonight, isn't it? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> right, Dan, you, you shared... We were talking about fear of failure, Andrew. Obviously, starting out in what everyone does, getting on camera. Can Morgan, just... go on, Pop. You sent me something this morning. Which uh, one? Zucker. Zucker. You want to go into that now? Can we do right, that now? That now I feel want. like it's a good point. I don't know if you've seen this or not. I've not. Matt Zuckerberg is building a hundred million dollar bunker on a basically in Hawaii. Was it the most landmass that's ever been acquired mm. by one person? A bunker in that underground? Secret bunk. Well, there's, there's houses on top that go into un underground kind of bunkers that are nuke proof, kind of basically end of the world he's doomsday he's vibes. He's Shit's going little. on. There's you a know, he's, got inside, he's got inside info on his secret channels. And you know what? I'm really down for it. There'll be bad boys as well. 100 mil as well. That's like, I know it's a lot of money, but you think heavy. for what they're doing though in terms of. Right, why is he doing land. it? Why, Morgan? It's on you. What's happening? Zombie the world apocalypse. Ended. I'm talking like Donald Trump Dharma vibes, man. There's like some madness going on. <laughs> it's, it's like the, there's, there's, gonna be a, cult. there's gonna be a nuclear war, or there's gonna be a zombie apocalypse. Putin's going to be on what? Someone's <laughs> sending some nukes somewhere. Like, if the world was going to end, if something was going to happen, there's going to be a timeline that he can live in that bunker for. It's going to well, be self It's self-sufficient. Self-sufficient? What, self in terms of water and, that and food? Everything. Maybe, what, so he's going to be... Man can grow down so there. So he's going to be making veggies and 
Yeah. Or he's getting blazed. And just riding it out. Do you know what? I'm really down for that. When I when I make the millions, I'm 100% going to make a bunker that I can live in for two years. Do you know what I always used to do, me? You said it, you like stoked it by saying zombies. You know, remember like Dawn of the Dead and like Walking Dead? I always just think I would survive. What would you do? I'd survive it, me, but where would you go? You wouldn't. We have these conversations all the time. I dominate in that environment. Who's gonna, not in the Land Rover, though. Desert Island, you dominate. Bonnet in zombies. <laughs> Desert Island, you're dominating. Underground sea worlds, you're dominating. <laughs> and now you're going to dominate the zombie apocalypse. What would you do in a zombie apocalypse? Where would you go? Talk to me. Zuckerberg's fucking guy. No, you can't. You've not got access. I've got my grandma's me. She's got an underground cellar. <laughs> go to your grandma's. She's, she's, under, she's got an underground cellar. It's like... Which, hidden. Well, it's not hidden. So, like, where she lives, it's like... So, they've got... The house bit, and then it's like proper old house in Berrington, and then it's like it used to be like a wine cellar, so underground, so just lots of lot big grounds. But he's going to get blitzed, and you're not just none of Ten bottles of red wine. Football <laughs> stadium, bro. Listen, that, that thing with Zuckerberg, though, that's genuinely a thing that people. Why is he high, doing that? The higher power exactly. are preparing for a change. You love this high, higher power shit, I love don't you? The higher power he's thing. not putting 100 million to somebody if he doesn't know what's going on. 100%. And I heard as well. Who off? Grapevine. Grapevine, you know. There might be another pandemic. So what they're doing is... Getting ready. He's getting ready for another pandemic so they can literally just jib off into the underground bunkers, not have to worry about all this shit that's going on with the pandemic. I've got a jobs again, bro. Listen, we've got to earn a few more quid and we can make one. (laughs) But I I really think it's a good idea. I'd beat you in a zombie apocalypse, lad. I'd last longer. I'd outlast you, You 100%. I'd be with Morgan and his grands. (laughs) Getting absolutely blitzed. 100%. Let's move on. Fear of failure, Morgan. So, failure, getting yeah. on camera, doing all that kind of stuff, fear of failure, what do you fear now? Obviously, Warehouse has been ticked off. What is that next fear to unlock? What is the next biggest thing that's probably getting you a little bit? Like, obviously, you spoke to Andy in the past, obviously, about events. I know Andy helped you with the first one as well. Yeah. Obviously, they're going to get bigger and better. Is the fear towards that end, is, or do you embrace that kind of fear? How do you approach yeah, think, it all? Well, it's like, I think, there's like, for, for me, one of them is like, the, to get to the next level, you need to you need to have a hit tune, or you need to have tune, you know music that does really well. So like for me, it's almost like not putting the pressure on yourself to think that you're writing a hit record because you never know truly how a record's gonna do. Yeah. But like going in there with the same sort of mindset that like right, this could be the next one. But then it's also like you know that you need that to start to get on a scale where you're commanding huge huge fees, you're touring all over the world every single week. Um, you need to have obviously have a massive fan base and to get a fan base it goes back to that point where you need to make a tune you need to make a tune that everyone loves all over the world they want to see you play that tune so it's like well you don't know what that tune's going to be you've just got yeah. to keep turning up and making it's like the, the guy in it who's just done that video like we just put this yeah, guy yeah. in it's like you just don't, he, did, he had no idea no that idea no idea so it's like that you put pressure on yourself for that and then obviously going back to like the party thing is as you start to grow you do bigger shows I guess the fear is like you don't know you know, if you get a venue which is say two, three thousand cap, um, you know, you want it to sell out, you don't know if you're gonna sell it out. So you put that you always doubt yourself on like, right, how do I am I gonna get two thousand people in this venue? At the you same are time? now the line. Yeah, think but not not those numbers. Your parties, what do you do straight away? Like the first party, for example, what did you do? You hustled like fuck you're yeah. still working. Yeah. yeah. Buy the tickets, buy the tickets, getting friends and family, buy the tickets, yeah. everyone buy these tickets yeah. and sold it out. And then and then as as you get like 
obviously as you start to grow more you have to do you can do less and less of that stuff because the tickets go a lot doing it anyway and then it's just the hustle on the last week of like well the ticket spent the, the patterns now is like people are unless they know it's an event that's going to sell out sharp whether it be like the victoria bass venue where they know this is going to go quick yeah they'll wait until the week of the event or they'll wait until the day and get reefs yeah the sales patterns is like the, the, the last week to the day of the event because people just they just want to leave it to the last minute or that stress you at first when you started seeing that part. yeah but now it's now it's like you know it's coming it's happy yeah now it's like it's fine but I think it's as, as you get to bigger and bigger size crowds and venues obviously that comes with added pressure of having to deliver if you're playing if you're doing it for bigger promoters or like say a warehouse and you've got a warehouse show and it's your headline and it you know the pressure's on you to bring those people in but then the flip side is they wouldn't be getting you to do it if they didn't think you could do it right. so there's yeah, like there's, yeah, there's, yeah, there's, yeah, there's two sides to the coin but I guess it's just the, the battles in yourself and the self-doubt thing And what do you reckon you could do next or what are you thinking of doing to grow your brand even more obviously like I know I, I in the past I've watched a lot of like Circle on YouTube because yeah. they're always like mad mad scenarios of where they are in the world like up Alpe d'Huez in like a fucking ski resort yeah. like we were Stephen Bods in one where it's in like yeah, double yeah. or seven thing yeah. like do you look at things like that as aspirational and things like that and, and trying to go a little bit different and yeah. get out there a little bit more yeah like then for me it's like trying to find stuff that no one else is doing so whether that is like a mad venue like if we did the swimming baths one yeah. um, but like for, to grow it next year start now that I'm starting to get because when I'm playing in these other cities and countries I'm, then when I play it I'm starting to build little pockets of fans in each one so then it's just like next year was gonna, I'll be doing an unforeseen Leeds in Jan so we're going to try and start taking it out to different cities the yeah. ones that I'm, I've got a good core base in and start to grow it in other cities and then obviously then when we come back to Manchester spread that network yeah because that's how you, that's there's only so far you can go in Manchester you know you've got to then you you've got to spread, spread it out and then you can do more events because you're doing them in different cities so you you could never do one event a month in Manchester but you could do an event a month if they're in different cities Yeah, yeah it, you know, and then when you come back to Manchester there's more hunger for it because like oh there's only one this year I'm going and buying a ticket now it's gone from four to one exactly yeah, so but, yeah so like yeah. you're reducing your, your business isn't um you're still get you know you're getting essentially more income because you're doing more parties in different cities, but you're reducing the supply of what you're giving in the city that you're from. So it means that then they're like, right, well, I know that there isn't one else this year. I'm coming yeah. in, I'm buying it, and yeah, then you so could do, then you could do a bigger show. But yeah, I think we'll probably do like maybe probably two two in Manchester next year, and then keep it at that. Keep it at that, and just try thirsty. Thirsty. Yeah. thirsty. Tell, tell us about your Christmas schedule. Tell us how no, it's down. Where are you at now? Uh, so, I mean, Cumbria on... Little ticket plug right now, you know. <laughs> Cum Cumbria <laughs> on Friday, Workington. Middlesbrough on Boxing Day. Then I'm doing Belfast on the 30th, so fly to Belfast. Then, because there's no trains, so we come back from Belfast on New Year's Eve. Then we've got to drive to South Wales, which is three and a half hours. Yeah. And then we're driving back straight after the set. So if we just set at two in the morning, driving straight back, so that gets us back about half, five, six in the morning. And then on New Year's Day, I'm playing in Aberdeen, but because again, there's no trains, we're driving I mean, there. further away from South Wales, that could we're, we're, we're driving, yeah, so we're dri driving there, and so then that's like a six hour trip, so yeah. Hey, he's flying in There's a lot of. Oh, then I know, yeah. you're flying. <laughs> and then I'm doing Bangor, Wales on the 5th of. on the 5th of Jan. Um, then I've got unfussy lead. Yeah, there's just there's a bunch. But yeah, yeah. I can't move. I thought I was going to be very modest. Be very What's your carpool looking like there? Carpool karaoke vibe. 
Like, is pod, it just nah. purely your stuff? Podcasts, or are you switching pod, off with podcasts? I don't, I don't play tunes, nah. Just can't. stay away from it when you're Stri- like, Yeah, like pod, podcasts. Does it burn you out listening to tunes all yeah, the time or not? Yeah, yeah. If I'm in the car travelling to shows, yeah, don't listen to them. Would you rather get there and be like, right, as soon as I'm there, now I'm back in the group. Yeah, I like to just Not chill. burn yourself out. Just with chill, yeah. I mean, all you do is listen to the hybrid podcast, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah, of it. Course. Like, what else would you want to listen to? <laughs> listen to us two droning on. Come on. Passion. What else do you want to listen to? You know what I mean? Incredible. Like, musical, like, kind of interest. Has it just solely been like house from the nineties and things like that? What else has is there been anything else or not? Yeah, nah. Some people take like more like I've Motown been, like inspiration from different genres. I've been pretty obsessed with me. Like I've just been like, it's just all I've ever listened to and all I've ever loved. Like I, I do. I know it's like say some people do like to take inspiration from other genres, but for me, I'm just like obsessed with it's this. I'm like, I, how can I recreate this sound that they made back then when they didn't even have computers? And I'm like. How does it still sound How so the good? What did they do it then? Because it's all like the analog equipment. It's like, but like, it's not that. It's more the, the stuff in the head, like the the piano riffs and the way they've done it. I'm like, how the hell have you done that? And then 20 years later, it still sounds. Yeah, well, that's what I'm striving. I'm striving for like when I've got kids, the tunes I'm making is the classics they listen to. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or I'd be yeah. still gonna listen to the what we call the classics. It's mad. Well, like that's what I just. I'm just obsessed with like breaking down how they did it and trying to get it as authentic as I can to what they did back then. Genuinely, are they in a different headspace? Obviously, with less equipment or less technology they've got now, what sort of headspace were they in back then to create them tunes? I think, like, the... Is it just a different level of what's yeah, going on or not? Yeah, like, I think, because they had to basically, like, rent a studio which had this equipment in, and they might only have money to literally go in there for, like... It goes back to what we said, like, the quick the tunes come and you've you've only got, you know, there's... You've only got a couple hours, say, to, to whack it out or something, so like, they know this is their... They've, this is all, it. they've only got money for one studio session, we've got to make it happen here. Yeah, yeah. And then they just go in the vibe and getting it done, and that's what it was kind of like when I was working, because I was like, I've only got like a two-hour window after get back from work before I go in bed. So I'm like, I need to make it count here, and, and like sometimes if you've got too much time, you you don't... You know what I mean? You, I don't know, it's, it's weird, because like, that's why now when I'm doing it, when I'm not working, like I'll start my day after lunch because then I've just got like two, three hour window and it's better for me rather than being sat in there from nine in the morning trying to make it a shift. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm messing, I've not got any Try not making it. I'm like, I've, 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 like, I've trained, I've walked, I've got, I've come in and I'm, my mind's ready to go in and make yeah. a tune then. So I'm like fired up, mm-hmm. whereas it's like, you don't just wake up and just do it. Was it was it a massive decision to leave your full time job to do it? I can't even yeah, imagine what that It was like. a bit like, because we just moved out, we got the mortgage and stuff, it was like, I feel like we asked you probably every month for like a long time. Yeah, I was just waiting to like till I got. I I was I seen the bookings that I had up until sort of left in September, sort of like end of November. Mm. I was like, there's enough here in terms of the next two months to like sort of last me until like the end of the year in terms of in terms of finances, income, etc. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like. Once I leave, it's just like, I've, I've just got to go for it. And then I was getting like, because I knew I wanted to leave in work, I was then just causing issues in work. So I wasn't like, I was just, I was just like, oh, see, I just can't be out. Warm, like, he's right. telling me what, I was like, I'm just getting, you know what I mean? You do something at work and they're just like, speak to you like you're a dick. And I'm just like, oh, I don't even need this job. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, right, yeah. I'm going. Yeah. I just left. And then like, since I've left, and then <laughs> it's like the thing, you once you put all your time into it, you've got to make, the bills don't stop, so you've got to make it work. Oh, and, and then like after that, everything's just started coming Snowballing again. Because I think it's, I'm in a better mind space to make it work as well. well that's all you focus on. It's literally, this is your priority yeah. now, isn't it? That's the key. It does feel weird though, because it's like, because it's like, same with you, and it's because you're doing what you love doing. You don't, you feel like you sh- you're not actually, you shouldn't be doing it for, for, for your job. It's but weird. You get days where you feel like, fuck me doing that like, there's nothing going on here yeah, like, yeah you don't yeah. have to make a tune every day like manager was saying to you like you don't need to 
you, you feel like you've got to be doing something every day, but you've not, you know, you've... Do you find yourself trying to all the time? Yeah, because I just... Or even if I'll get an idea, I'll just lay a little idea down. Start playing around. And that's still, like, even listening to a podcast to do with music is still working. You still, yeah. like, benefiting the course. knowledge. Course. You know what? I bet if you have this conversation with, like, the older generation, they're like, you're a fucking bomb lad. You know, yeah. You're doing nothing. Well, nah, I was, in the, I was out on the last day the other day <laughs> in town having a piss in this pub in town and uh, this guy's like what do you do mate I was like I'm a DJ just started laughing he thought it was like a wedding DJ so I don't play like this is the way to Amarillo I promise bro <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know what you're saying super producers, one on all VKs nah nah, just, nah. But, I made my own shoes mate trust me honest yeah. <laughs> guy like nah mate fuck that that's funny Morgan I've really enjoyed having a chat with you today yeah it's been really nice to, uh, to get you down is there anything you want to add to the podcast besides an incredible meal deal? Follow the hybrid. Follow the strength factory. Oh, okay, he's on, always man, back man, in man, the Come on, this is why you're here. This is why you're here, lad. Follow the hybrid. Follow the strength factory. If you're not a member, get down. And- <laughs> yeah. Come on now. Nice. There's a cooking channel coming soon, isn't there? Cooking channel coming soon. Not. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to open a kitchen. Actually, we bait you out on it here and you have to do it now because you're right, actually so, saying it. Yeah, yeah, I'm manifesting it. I will. <laughs> cooking channel. I'm dead serious. <laughs> I want you to do very heavy <laughs> now nah, but obviously like Morgan's been coming here for years like it's been good to see obviously his journey and stuff the way he's taking things now it's mad I'm proud like, of you man we're, we're so pr- honestly like we're so proud of you we were talking about it today weren't we obviously getting prepared for the podcast and whatever and we're genuinely really proud of you man you know we want you to uh, we want you to hit the heights yeah he's going to hit the heights it's, it's happening 100% hustle's too hard for it lad that's it I, I, I honestly think you've probably scrubbed over a lot of the actual hours because you're very modest, I feel like you've scrubbed over a lot of the actual hard work that you do put in. Yeah. Um, so it was phases, to be fair, where you were training and then you disappeared again. You come back, and oh, I've fucking graft, 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 graft. I'm, all my yeah. focus is on making sure these shows are fucking sick. Yeah. That's all I need to focus on. That's just the thing, yeah, it's like now it's, it is just that and it's like, what, you, what are your priorities? Is your, like, if you, if you want to be a bodybuilder, your priority is putting all your hours in the gym. If you want yeah. to be a DJ, your priority is not, you know, you're not going to be in there lifting weights. You want to be in the, oh, I've got to be there music. making tunes. Do you yeah. think, do you think if we did another podcast, you could teach us how to make some music like, <laughs> yeah, could, could we make a track? Uh, I could teach. No, yeah, we're just trying to get us to mix. <laughs> we just kept turning the volume up and down. <laughs> We just kept it so just on the volume button. Yeah. We just was walking in like, come on! Yeah. It was yeah. so bad, wasn't it? He was trying to talk through it, I'm like looking and going, no, Yeah, it's going straight, straight over the head, wasn't it? If we do another podcast, we should do that. I'll bring we've the lappy in. We've got 30 minutes to make a track. <laughs> yeah. So do you want to do that? And we'll, and we'll call it the hybrid Beat dance. As well, zombie apocalypse, whatever it's going to be, bro, I'm going to make a better track. We'll call it the you. hybrid dance. Or whatever you want to call it, right? We're going to make a track in 30 minutes. <laughs> it's mad because I'm still waiting on the jingle he said he'd do us as well, you know. Rest of all, thanks again cool. for coming on the on the podcast. Big up. Pleasure. Big up the thing. Sam Arkey, it's been a pleasure.